to On the Shelf episode number 25 of... Brutal Battle. So, this will be an interesting one because the very first beer is by a brewery we've never had before. Uh, And also, it seems like it might be a very interesting beer. The second one is by a brewery that we quite like from Maryland. The third beer is from a brewery that we haven't had anything from in seven years. Really? Yes. I checked on Untapped, and my last check-in was seven years ago for any beer from this brewery. So it's about time to check in. And then the very last one is a collaboration beer between a Pennsylvania brewery and a originally Brooklyn brewery that now has multiple locations. And that sounds very crazy, but I'm also very... I'm I'm a little bit potentially worried because I've not had a beer like that before, and, well, we'll talk about it more when we get to it. So, your thought on the lineup before we even jump in. I think it looks tasty. It looks yeah. like there's going to be a good variety. Yes, definitely a good variety. The, the first and last are both sours, but other than that, it's a but pretty good variety. Very different sours. Okay, so let's jump into the first one, and I had said we've never had any beer from this brewery before. Obviously, they've never been on the podcast for that reason, and this is by Lone Pine Brewing Company, and they are out of Portland and Gorham, Maine, so I guess they have two locations. Now, this beer is actually uh, done in collaboration with Holy Donut, which we have been to and had the donuts from when we were in Portland, Maine some time back, and those were wonderful donuts. Mm -hmm. They do, um, they have mashed potato donuts, right? They're done with mashed potatoes in them. Well, potatoes. It's like a potato donut. I think so. Yeah, which makes it, like, more dense and, like, I don't know. I just felt like they were so much more filling. Like, they're more dense, but I, I felt like that just made them more, like, satisfying and flavorful. I don't know how you felt about it, but we love their donuts. I know I that much. I just love donuts. Yeah. Wow, yes. That's one of your biggest weaknesses. Uh, but anyway, this is in a 16-ounce can. It's called Holy Donut. It's a sour ale with lemon zest, donuts, lemon puree, vanilla extract, and lactose. But this is specifically Holy Donut Fresh Lemon Glaze. And the ABV is... Hard to find. <laughs> um... Oh, there it is. 7.5. The problem is it's not like in a standard place yeah. on cans and bottles. So it's just like, just it's like, like Where's Waldo? I was just going to say Where's Waldo. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Where's ABVO? Uh, yeah. All 16 ounce cans for this episode though. So interested to try this fresh lemon glaze, holy donut beer by Lone Pine. Okay. So there better be vanilla and there better be lemon. Yeah. I mean, if you're promising it on the label... We want to taste it, right? That's our big thing lately. We're like, don't promise this thing and give us something totally different or have the levels of whatever that is be not so great. Okay. Anyway. It's very, very yellow. A uh, little hazy. Can't really see fully through it, which is fine. A lot of heads sitting on top, and it is that mixture of large, medium, small bubbles. Um, very lemony. Holy crap. I mean, there's no denying there's lemon in this. Yeah, but it's interesting because it's that mixture of, like, the lemony tartness that you just smell naturally from a sour and actual, like, lemon, the fruit. Yeah. So there is a bit of a differentiation. And when I'm saying, like, the lemon, the fruit, there's a little bit of sweetness with that one. I was going to say, yeah, there's definitely a tartness, but definitely a sweetness. (sighs) Smells, um, 
kind of soft though too. Like mm-hmm. it might have a bit of a creaminess to it. Well, it which should I guess, with the lactose. Well, also the donuts in right. there. Right. I mean, they're if they're actual holy donut donuts, they they're starchy, so that should really add to you know mouth feel and being kind of smooth. But yeah, it's mainly just very lemony in the nose. It smells very vibrant, like it could, well, probably will have kind of like a crisp snap to it as well. So you already tried. I already tried it. It's very lemony. Yeah, whoop. Has a naked Cheerio finish. It is a lot like a lemon head. Yeah. Like you would, if you drank this blind you and someone said, this is inspired by a food item. You'd probably be like, oh, it's inspired by a lemon head. Yeah. Because it's got that very aggressive lemony to it, but then it's also got a kind of a sweetness at the end. And with that kind of naked Cheerio flavor, you do get kind of like a grain type finish on those lemon heads that's actually closer to like a corn because of the high fructose corn syrup that's used for those. But it's in, you know, a, a close, in close proximity. Looking for some more vanilla. I'm not getting it. I don't get vanilla at all. The lemon is so strong. Yeah. The mouthfeel is a bit creamy, though. Okay. Like, I was saying on the nose, it smelled like it would be a little bit creamy on the on the mouthfeel. It is a bit creamy on the mouthfeel, and I like that about it. It's just, it's kind of one note for I the most just, part. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just very, very, very strong lemon. So, it's like the lemon glaze without the donut. It's just like licking the lemon glaze after someone made it and hasn't put it on the donut yet. Yeah. This is okay, in my opinion. I wanted more of a malt backbone to it to kind of actually be the donut portion of it. It just, I mean, if you're trying to make it like the donut, you're going to have to do something more to bring out the cakiness and also make that vanilla shine more as well. But it's just like, it's just all lemon. It, it's all lemon. It's not bad. I enjoy it. I just don't... I wouldn't buy it again. I don't love it. Um, I don't know if I need to drink more of it. I also think they missed the mark on what they were going for. Um, was this one that was recommended? Or do we just think that sounded interesting? I don't remember. I do know that the final beer was recommended. Yes. I know that for sure. I think this one may have also been recommended, but I also think that if it was recommended, it was an after-the-fact recommendation where we, someone heard us say, hey, oh, look at this one, and we read it out loud, and they were like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't... It produces a lot of phlegm. Yeah, well, I Let's know. be honest. There's a lot of phlegm building up in the back of my throat, around the edges of my tongue, if you love lemon flavor and you like a, a decent sourness in a beer, you could really like this. It's just not what is it's advertising. It's just not what it's advertising. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised you're not getting like the donut aspect because I feel like that would be hard to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the vanilla is what's disappointing in my mind because you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just so lemony. Yeah. Like, what is it? lemon zest and lemon puree did you need the lemon puree you know what i mean like i don't think you if you're making it a sour in the first place i don't think you need the lemon puree the lemon zest is fine and i think if you take the puree out of it you'd allow more space for that vanilla to shine and for the cakiness of the donuts to actually come through so i think just 
they shouldn't have put in the puree. Like they just didn't need it. You can yeah. get you can get enough lemon by just it being a sour in the first place, right. and then on top of that, adding the zest. They just went very overboard by putting in that puree. I think that was the big misstep. I drank water, and like my mouth is still like real phlegmy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's nuts. Okay, well, moving on. Moving on. The next one is our second favorite brewery in Maryland, maybe. That we've been to. That we've been to and that we've had beers from. Uh, and we've talked about them on the podcast before. We've had some beer from them on the podcast before, and that is Elder Pine Brewing. Uh, I'm sorry, Elder Pine Brewing and Blending. Blending. Yeah. Sorry, this is very, very proper. Uh, they are out of Gaithersburg, technically. I'm like, I know where they are on the map and where they are when we drive to them, but yeah, technically Gaithersburg, Maryland. Now, this one's very interesting. This one's called Fooder Contessa. It's a fooder-aged pale lager, and it is 5.6%. And apparently it is a lager aged in an oak fooder for three months. Okay. Now, when we saw this, we were like, hmm? <laughs> don't know what this would taste like. Yeah. Sounds very interesting, so gotta buy it. So let's get into this one. I have high hopes because it is Elder Pine. Yeah, they do good stuff. Yeah, we typically do enjoy... I don't think we've had a single beer from Elder Pine where we've been like, I don't like that. Well, we also haven't had a ton. I mean, we've been there twice, I guess, so we've had... We've also bought some stuff yeah. from the liquor store a few times as well. So I feel like we've had we've had a, an okay amount. It's it's not like we've had, like, you know, five or less of their beers, right, so we don't true. feel like we can know what they're about. So oh. clear. <laughs> clear beer. That is, yeah. You know how Carlin feels about the clear beers, and that is a clear beer. Very yellow, very clear. Very yellow, very clear. Makes me think nice, clean, fresh lager. Real, like, thick, pillowy. Yeah. The head is very thick. I'm assuming that's from the food or aging that's getting that going. Ooh. It's very light and crisp. Yeah. It's slightly citrusy, though, on the yeah. nose. Slight citrusy. No, and I agree. I agree. I feel like it's like a, I don't know, like a tangerine zest. Because there is like a bitterness that pops in along with that citrusy note. It's not super aggressive. It's just very light. It's just like a kiss of that. I mean, the nose in general is pretty light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with that one. I think some, I don't know, straw hay. <laughs> Which I we can't keep them straight. Kyle Norman actually did text and like let me know the difference between straw and hay. I'd have to re-reference that text to be specific about it. Basically, one of them will be used for feed. One of them will not. So, yeah. It smells really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I do feel like I'm getting a little bit of a wood presence showing up in there, but it is super, super, super light. It's just like a touch of a woodiness. Very tasty. Um, Ooh. Ooh. That, it's, mm. Okay, you go ahead. Well, it's very complex. There's, like, a lot of layers of flavor because you're getting, mm. what is it? A pale lager. Yeah. I mean, you're getting the characteristics of, like, that crisp, clean beer, but then you're getting, I guess, what the oak is imparting to kind of add that, some complexity to it, like, um... I don't know if it's, it's wood, but it just feels a little more malty. It's it, what I feel like I get from the wood is actually just a, a slight kiss of like a wood flavor. 
Um, it, it does strike me as being a heavier on the malt, a little bit sweeter lager, in my opinion. So I like that about it. It's got, you know, some real backbone to it, but it's also super light and super crisp. It's very drying, which I don't know if the food aging made it like that. And there is more bitterness to it than I was expecting. Yeah. Which is fine. I could see that. It's flavorful, yet it's super crushable. Yeah. Like you and could what just was the ABV? 5.6, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 5.6. I it's like re- it. It's really good. It's, it's very nice. There's a little grassy note yeah. on it as well that I'm enjoying as well. Hmm. I like it a lot. And a slight kind of like a almost corn note to it. A very slight kiss of like a corn. Like a grainy something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I like that a lot. That's a good one. And then there's a little, like a slight kind of funkiness as well. Not like it's like Britannomyces, but like an, I don't know, like a kiss of like something Britannomyces-ish. I don't know. It's good though. It, it's, that's a nice beer. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I like it too. Okay. So this is the brewery we haven't had. Well, I don't know. I'm assuming I'm the same as you. I'm, I might be longer than seven years. Uh, no, it, the last one we had was in 2014, and it was their Christmas ale. Oh. So, I, And you like that, so I, I assume I love their we, Christmas ale. Yeah, I assume we had it at the same time. So we're talking about Great Lakes Brewing Company, and I wanted to pick up, I thought about getting their Christmas ale for our holiday beer special, because mm-hmm. the last time I had that, I remember really liking it. But the beer we're having today is called Dank Demon, which is an Imperial Dank IPA. And it is 8%. And Great Lakes is out of Cleveland, Ohio. Yup. There are are some tasting notes on the side, too. I got to point out the can art is pretty awesome. It's pretty, a little scary. It's like a a demon that looks like it's made out of hops, basically. And it's it's a really good style of, like, detailed art that looks like something that would be in, like, a Dungeons & Dragons reference text. Um, Yeah, it looks really good. I'm a fan. 8%. 8%. Yeah. All right. Well, it's an Imperial IPA. Well, and I'm hoping, I mean, it doesn't say hazy on it anywhere, it so dank. I'm hoping it's not hazy. Dank Demon, a dank IPA. I mean, you can get some dankness out of hazies, but yeah, I mean, hoping it's not. Oh, the way this is pouring, baby. It's like an amber. Yes. Okay, this is making me more excited right here. Yeah, it's like orange. Yeah, so we saw this at the liquor store, and I was just like, we have not had Great Lakes in a long time, and it's it's time to go back. And I remember enjoying how they do their hoppy stuff, like their Lake Erie Monster, really like that one. Um, their Chill Wave, I really like that one. Their Pale Ale, the Commodore Perry, like that one. So, you know, ooh, this is so orangey. It's clear, it's orange looking. Mm-hmm. This sings... Old school classic West Coast style Imperial IPA to me. Just the way it looks. I haven't, okay. I haven't even smelled it yet. Don't get too excited. Please be dank. Please be resiny. I think it is. Pine and or citrus, I'm fine with either way. Ooh. That's oh, right up man. your alley. That's a beautiful nose. This takes me back to like the heyday of like Stone Brewing's Imperial IPAs. Just like super hoppy, super dank, resiny. Ooh, that's a good nose. It's juicy. I'm getting some sweet, sweet, 
like candied orange. Mm, very candied orange. There's a, there's a decent sweetness in the mm-hmm. nose. I'm hoping it doesn't border on too much, but it smells so resiny, so mm-hmm. dank. It's a mix of that, what you're saying, like that, um, what were you saying? It's like uh, candied orange. Candied orange. Or candied orange and a little bit of pine to it. Yeah. Not a lot, just like a little bit yeah. of pine that I feel like it's just kind of mixing into that resiny note. It smells kind of syrupy, but probably yeah. not too much. I, know. I hope it's not too much. I don't like a lot of syrup. I mean, in an 8%, you would assume there is going to be a certain level of syrupiness to it, but yeah. It is Boom. bitter. Oh, yeah. That packs a bitter punch. Holy cow, that's bitter. That's one of the most bitter beers I've had in a while. Yeah, me too. And you know what? This is not for people who their main beer they drink is like hazy IPAs. The bitterness would knock you down. Yeah. I don't... I need that bitterness to be dialed down a little bit. The flavor is good. I'm good with it. You like it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it's one of those things where, like... If you haven't had a certain food in a long time, even though you know it's not, like, the best food you've ever had, you just get that feeling every now and then. Just, like, I just need to have this because it's been so long. Like, that's what the bitterness is for me right now. Like, I don't necessarily love the bitterness. Yeah, I don't necessarily love the bitterness because I want all my beers to be this bitter. It's just, like, this is taking me back and kind of like a, yeah, this is how it used to be. And it's good right now, you know? I'm definitely getting the, the sweet citrus. Yeah, oh yeah. It's quite sweet. Yeah, up front. And then you're just like slapped across the face with the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Well, the, here's the thing. On my first sip, it was like bitterness up front. Yeah, I know. Until you get acclimated to it. <laughs> Which that's very uncommon. Typically with beers, it's yeah. the bitterness on the finish. This was bitterness up front, bitterness Bitter. on the finish. Like the first, yeah, the first sip, you were like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and then it takes a couple of steps till you get some of those other flavor notes. It's kind of syrupy, but it's not too syrupy. There is a slight honey sweetness, I think that's that's at play with it as well because it is so sweet. Um, but yeah, it's you know resiny. It's super dank, like it says, dank demon, and uh, for what it's supposed to be. I'm I'm down with it. And there's that little kiss of pine in there. Okay, I thought there was some flavor text, but it's Sorry, just... more than a kiss of pine. There's a decent yeah. pine oh, yeah. with the dehydrated orange. I thought it was flavor text, but it just says, Leafy layers of heady Ooh. hop aromas lurk in every wicked whiff of Dank Demon's hauntingly full-bodied brew. Yeah, I mean, this beer certainly not for everyone, especially not people who are into, you know, lighter, lighter uh, Man. bitterness. Here's the thing, too. They have the IBUs on there, International Bittering Units, for people who don't know. And it's at 70. During the heyday of the West Coast-style IPAs, there was a time when they were just, like, trying to outcompete each other with how many IBUs they could do. It wasn't that uncommon to be in, like, the 80s, 90s IBU-wise for these. So think about this bitterness with more on top of it. And, like, that was popular then. Like, people were like, oh, man, it's so bitter. It's so bitter. It's just so funny that where we are right now, it's all about, like, being as the least bitter as you can, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. basically trying to take all the bitterness out. It's, like, complete opposite. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, I you know, the more that I drink it, like, I'm liking it. But also, I, I don't think I can do a whole lot because 
it's my palate has changed over time. It's intense. If you're not taking in a lot of super bitter beers, uh, like we haven't because be- breweries aren't really making yeah, that. Yeah, they're hard to find. Your your resilience to it on your palate kind of dies down a bit. But I think it's well crafted for what it is. Okay. So the last one is called Cannibal Swerve. And it is collaboration between Other Half and Four Score. And Four Score is one out of Pennsylvania, and the other half is out of, you said Brooklyn? So originally Brooklyn, but now they have a location close to us in Washington, D.C. And Four Score is from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So this is a Berliner Weiss smoothie with soft serve ice cream, lychee, dragon fruit, coconut, white grape, and milk sugar. And it is 6%. So here's the thing. I'm worried <laughs> because I've never had a beer with ice cream in it. I know this is a new craze that started. Um, Fourscore does a line of their beers that you know are are done on special can release days that people legitimately line up for. They're called Soft Swerve, and those all have ice cream in them. So this is like the the marrying of their Soft Swerve with the Cannibal. Uh, sour beers that Other Half does in collaboration with other breweries. So the other cannibal beer we had, they collaborated with Dewey. Mm -hmm. And that's why those were good. Like we said before, we don't typically find Other Half's sours very impressive, except when they're collaborating. Yeah. Because their sours on their own are like one note flavor. We haven't had a ton, but the ones we have had. We've had two, and they were both the same. same. Very one note flavor. And then we've had a few of their collaborations. I think we've had two of their collaborations, and this will be our third. And those were way better. They were more complex. They were way more interesting beers. So I'm thinking this could be really good, but I'm also a little... I don't know. I think it's weird that we're putting ice cream in beer now, and I don't know what's going to happen other than explosion with enough time (laughs) for these beers, because that is a lot of sugar to be putting in a beer that I'm pretty sure is not pasteurized. All right, let's open this. It's a lot of carbonation. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be like mud. Oh my God. It's like, it was like hard to get out. Is it real thick? I wonder if there's like a bunch of crap sitting at the bottom. I'm sure there is. I'm going to test that out. I'm going to like... No, maybe not. We'll see. Oh, gosh. I just licked a little off the edge and I just... I mean, it might. Yeah, I think it might be good, but... Well, it is. Anyway, we'll get there. It looks like um, Alka-Seltzer... The carbonation is disgusting. Um, It literally is the carbonation you get at the top of your drink when you put Alka-Seltzer in. So there's like... Big, thick, like, bubbles. Bubbles that, like, link together and have, like, this gross film on them. It looks like the bubble, like, bubble wrap. Yeah, kind of. It's not appetizing looking at all. It's very yellow. But it's also very... Hazy. I mean, it's not even hazy. It looks like... Like dish rag water, like dirty dish rag water. It doesn't look appetizing, especially when you like swirl it up and there's just like scum yeah. all around the edge of your glass. So it looks disgusting, let's be honest. Appe- it's not appealing, but let's smell it. 
I smell a lot of coconut. I smell a lot of coconut. And vanilla. There's no pineapple in here, but I smell like pineapple. (sighs) There's like a pineapple-y for sure. I don't know what lychee. I feel like lychee is a mild. Lychee, yeah. It's kind of like on the mild side. It's it's like a little bit fruity, but also sweet mainly. And dragon fruit is a mild flavor too. Yeah, dragon fruit. fruit Yeah, I don't know. It does smell pineapple-y. I do agree with that. A lot of coconut, a lot of vanilla, though. Yeah. And it smells super Soup. creamy. And creamy? And yeah. Yes, definitely sweet. I mean, it smells like I could see the ice cream. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it, you, you can smell that ice cream for sure. It smells like a dairy product. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm impressed with how coconutty it is. I will say that, you know, if you've listened to our podcast enough, we harp on the fact that a lot of breweries, when they do coconut, there's not enough coconut flavor. Right. With how this smells, I'm expecting to taste a lot of coconut because it smells very coconutty. It's very sweet. It's very coconutty. And I'm still getting pineapple. This is a diabetes. It's a diabetes. It is very sweet. I um, mean, it has ice cream in it. What do you, yeah. you know, it's gonna be. I, are you getting the pineapple? I'm still getting pineapple. Yes, it still tastes like pineapple to me. Yeah, agreed. It's very sweet, though. To me, it's like a pina colada. Beer. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely tastes like pina colada. I, I definitely agree. And this is actually reminding me of the Crockett, oh. which was the pina colada sour IPA that get, um, Fourscore did Four in Score. collaboration with Crooked Crab in Maryland. Oh, that was so good. It's really reminding me of that. Um, I, I like it. I like it. I don't think we need the ice cream, though. Like, I... I don't think we need the ice cream. You can use lactose to get the creaminess. I think the ice cream's overboard because it's it's making it very sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, ice cream has a ton of sugar in it. I just don't like how it, my glass looks like ass. Yeah, I mean, it literally looks like, like scum yeah. along the it edges of your like glass. It looks like so dirty. Yeah, like, it looks disgusting. It looks like you shouldn't be drinking this. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's like people would see this and be like, do not consume. It's like you haven't washed your glass in years. It's very coconutty, and I'm impressed by that. You can definitely taste the ice cream. It's very vanilla-y with that coconut. I do believe I can actually taste the lychee. Okay. Definitely, because it has that kind of like lychee fruity sweetness. I don't know what that flavor is, so I would never Lychee is very, like, has this real like syrupiness to it. It's like a light, fruity, syrupy, yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's good. This is just such an interesting lineup of beers. (laughs) Yeah, they're very different. They're They're very very interesting. Like, I like them all for different reasons, some more than others. Um, I mean, I have one clear favorite, and then the rest I'm like, eh. I'm getting really phlegmy from this, too. Yeah. Um... Ice cream's not a good good idea. For many reasons, it's not a good idea. Unless you're going to pasteurize the beer, it's a really bad idea from the standpoint of exploding beers. Um, that's my feeling on it. And I'm pretty sure that the, the they're not pasteurizing. It's very uncommon nowadays that a brewery will pasteurize their beers. But kudos to breweries who will take the extra step to do that to ensure the safety of the, of their consumers. Also, the... You know, the fact that people won't lose the product they spent money on. That's another yeah. thing. 
So I don't know. I don't think we need to be putting ice cream in beers. I I honestly like. I think that the that that vanilla and the creaminess could have easily been achieved in a different way. But that said, it tastes good, and I can see why people really like this. So it's a beer that exists, and people are buying it. So enjoy, people. There you go. This ranking is going to be really challenging. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not easy. I mean, my my one and my four are easy. My two and three are not. I will say that. Is that your one and is that your four? Yep, hundred percent. So we're we're the same on one and four. And I'm sure that listeners are thinking, I know exactly which is number one. I know exactly which is number four. Yes, I'm. <clears throat> I'm doing this. Let me. I might be the same, but let me just try this one beer one more time. One more time. Yeah. Ooh! You want to taste even more... Bitterness? Bitterness, yeah. I tried the Dank Demon again. You want to you taste even more bitterness after how sweet that Cannibal Swerve is? Going to this? Here. It's just a very small sip. But yeah. Because your mouth is just coated uh, in sweet, sweetness. so it takes all the sweetness out of yeah. the Dank Demon that was there and just makes it just bitter, basically. So, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do the same ranking. But two and three were close for me. What about you? Oh, yeah. 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 Two and three were very close. Okay. So, our number four is the Holy Donut by Lone Pine, which is a sour ale with lemon zest, donuts, lemon puree, vanilla extract, and lactose. Yeah, and like I said, not a bad beer. It's just they probably should have not done the puree. It's just too lemony. Yeah, it's it's too heavy on the lemon. It covers up a lot that could have been really good about it. It's just one note. Yeah. Lemon. Yeah. Number three is the Great Lakes Dank Demon Imperial Dank IPA. Although I was close to giving that number two, uh, personally. Because yeah. that is a nice throwback Imperial West Coast style IPA that is quite dank. That does have a nice syrupiness to it, a nice resin to it. It's it's good. I I bumped it. I I hear what you're saying. I agree. I bumped it down just because that bitterness is just a little. It's a lot. Too much. Yeah, it's a lot to handle. Um, number two is the Cannibal Swerve, which is the collaboration between Other Half and Four Score. It is the Berliner Weiss smoothie with soft serve ice cream, lychee, lychee, yeah, dragon fruit, coconut, white grape, and milk sugar. Which I think that we, you know, like I said, I would like that beer, but not with the ice cream and see if that could be achieved a different way, which I know it can. It definitely can. The flavors are really good. If it was just not as sweet, it'd be really good. Yeah. The sweetness is what kind of makes me not want to get it again, honestly, because it's too sweet, but we'll drink this can. Yeah. And then our number one is the Boder Contessa. Fooder. Fooder Contessa. That is awesome. Which is the Fooder Aged Pale Lager by Elder Pine. That is an awesome beer. That is very interesting, too. Have you ever heard of a Fooder Aged Lager? I haven't. This is the first time I've heard of this. So, very cool creativity. Very good beer. It's not just that they tried something interesting and new. It's that they did it and made it taste good. Mm -hmm. Um, that just makes me want to go back to Elder Pine because it's been a while. I know. It's been a while. And like I said, I don't. we haven't had anything we haven't enjoyed. Yeah. So, yes. 
Well, this was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm glad we picked out the beers that we did, and uh, I, I always different. I always like when we have like ups and downs with these episodes because it's good to point out what we think maybe could have been done differently in a beer to make it taste a different way. So I like the fact that we could identify in the Holy Donut um, that you know maybe the, maybe don't do the puree or in the soft swerve or in the Cannibal Swerve maybe. Don't do the ice cream and you could achieve it through, you know, lactose and actual vanilla beans. And actually, the vanilla flavor, if you did vanilla beans with lactose, would probably be even yeah, better than be. what you're getting, in my opinion. But, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it still tastes good. Mm-hmm. It still tastes quite good, honestly. And I am impressed with the coconut level. Yeah. And it is very pina colada, like you said. Yeah. So. I see why people really like the soft swerves. I assume it's very similar. So I, I get it. I get it. But anyway, uh, thanks everyone for checking this out. Please uh, do all the things. You know, rate us, review us, tell people about us. Check out the website, brutalbattle.com, if you want back episodes. Uh, untapped, I'm Carlin Cook, Carlin C, or all one word, Carlton Malibu, spelled like it sounds. Um, I'm Rebecca yep. C. And you can check us out on Instagram, Brutal mm-hmm. Battle Podcast. Yeah. And if you are going to rate and review us, if you use iTunes, that's the one that ca- that will help us the most. I was going to say counts the most, but not really. That's the one that will help us the most. So that would be awesome. Also, if you just want to say hi or get beer recommendations or give us beer recommendations or recommendations for show episodes, um, BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. And that's really the whole ordeal. So thanks, everyone, for checking this out. Thanks for being with the podcast, listening to us for as long as you have, even if it's just this one episode. It is appreciated because we're just doing this for fun. So anyway, thanks, everyone, for checking it out. And until next time. Keep it brutal. Brutal.